0: From a fruit market in Tel Aviv to a fish cellar in Taipei, the people of our world are working hard to make a living. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world
1: on Radio Taiwan International thanks for joining us on radio taiwan international i'm Tomasz copper uh, bringing you 50 minutes of english language features up ahead in today's program we have uh, shirley's jukebox republic but first we begin with here in taiwan <laughs> Hello. Today is December 3rd. 3rd. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're listening to Here in Taiwan on the radio, it is actually December 6th, Monday. I'm Tomasz Kóper, and I'm joined here in the studio by Shirley Lin.
2: Hello there.
1: And today we will take a look at three stories, um, possibly four if we have the time, and um, We're going to look at why someone would order an AK at a breakfast store, (laughs) how to keep warm during the winter, uh, according to Chinese medicine. Uh, We will also be taking a look at, uh, hold on, I got this, (laughs) Um, possibly shamanism, yes, and betel nuts um if you're not familiar with what that is and um, why some people consider it to be a narcotic then uh, stick around and we'll get to that in just a second all right shirley why don't you tell us who would order an ak at a breakfast store.
2: All right. What what what, what does AK sound like to you?
1: Well, it you, you sounds, like a, <laughs> sounds like a sounds like a machine gun, right? Okay. It's see, a, I, I know that you're into right.
2: You're into military <laughs> and all this. What you you actually said the full name?
1: Uh, Yes, Avtomat Kalashnikova. Uh, I think, like all the the Russian. I think you're right. We actually have. uh, We do have the Russian service. They actually right there.
2: (laughs) 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 But I know that's what some people were saying. When okay, what happened was that okay, this guy ordered some breakfast from a breakfast shop here in Taiwan. Now it's very very popular. We've got lots of you know these. Um, to go, kind of um, order to go, kind of breakfast places in Taiwan. And uh, this guy ordered online, I think, and he wrote, uh, besides ordering um, a sandwich, he then says, please also make sure you add AK.
1: Yeah, I want AK.
2: Right. And it was funny because even the restaurant owner didn't understand what that was. Right. I mean, so-
1: I, I would be pretty perplexed <laughs> if someone wanted an A K with their well, order of hamburg. The restaurant I guess?
2: owner probably didn't know anything about machine guns and stuff, mm-hmm. but so he just couldn't figure it out. So he googled it and he didn't get any help from Googling. Okay. So then he put it on some kind of um internet like chat room mm-hmm. okay, and ask him what does this guy mean? It's funny, why why wouldn't he go back to the person who ordered it and ask him? Maybe he's too shy. Right. Maybe.
1: Oh, well, if the it's person like, was using a service like Food Panda, then I don't know if it's possible for a vendor to contact a client. Oh, unless really? they're actually delivering and need to call them to ask about, I don't know. Oh, door code oh or
2: something. I see. I see. They couldn't call the guy to ask. Oh, I see. Well, anyway, so um, it turned out that AK stands for Ed Ketchup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ed Ketchup. Who would have guessed I, I couldn't.
1: It's not a it's not a common abbreviation no. in Taiwan, right? And uh, this AK guy standing for ad ketchup.
2: Yeah. Now this guy, you know, ordering it, it must be like he's very common. with This kind of breakfast lingo, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's funny, but you just can't assume that everybody knows what you're talking about. I mean, I this is my first time seeing this at ak. I yeah. mean, he wouldn't even bother to write in Chinese. I guess there's too many strokes well, and too many Chinese characters. Yeah. Well, Probably I mean, he doesn't know how to write it.
1: Yeah. Um he he actually said I want AK, well y'all AK. Yeah. Which is like works with Chinese grammar if you say like add AK in English because well AK as it turned out yeah. uh, stood for add ketchup. So <laughs> add add ketchup. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's so ridiculous. So um it, it it seemed like somebody was well, you know, and and people were like guessing. Like mm-hmm. there were so many people guessing online and somebody said, does it mean that he wants to the you know the sides of the edges of the bread you know cut out cut,
1: like it like yeah a machine gun. what does AK Stand for?
2: <laughs> anyway and then somebody else says does it mean like add egg but it's not a e yeah you know? exactly <laughs> and, and then somebody else is saying like maybe they want the bread toasted you know and so everybody's like guessing which i had a laugh you know like uh-huh. how can you figure out but anyway what, i mean what? you can't deal with these abbreviations okay
1: yeah, how yeah, I mean there are quite a few in Taiwan that are used, like PK for example. Right. Um which, which is What does it stand for though? Oh, okay. So it it stands kick. for uh
2: something kick, right? P-
1: I I thought it was player kill. Player I thought it, kill. it is oh. from uh, gaming player culture. Kill. Now yes. I'm a I'm a video gamer and I came to Taiwan 10 years ago and someone used the term uh, PK or man PK yeah. like let's PK. Yeah. And oh, I didn't okay. know what that stood for. Like <laughs> uh, that was my teacher, I was so like, what? I didn't, What's like, SPK? PK? <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm, I hope that it's it's nothing dirty. Um, and then uh, I was very surprised when it when it turned out that it comes from gamer culture and it uh-huh. means like go head to head. Like, did uh, you feel embarrassed with that
2: you're a gamer and you didn't know that's what it stands I, for? I I but... just
1: I just assumed it was like just a cultural difference, and oh, okay. I w- I made my peace with not knowing that, <laughs> and I still don't use it really.
2: Right. Then there's another term. Keysu. Quesu. K books. Queshu. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Where does that come from? It means to like dig into the books. I like when you go to know. these um internet cafes where they offer where they have I mean, people like spend a whole day there studying mm-hmm. instead of studying at home because, you know, anyway. And um they would say, oh, yeah, I'm going to the internet cafe to Keysuch. It means i'm going to dig into the books i'm going to study
1: right yeah yeah i'm going to buckle down I, I, and I, I, yeah, yeah, get some what's studying
2: the in. k <sighs> <laughs> i still uh, haven't figured out what's a k um, you know i
1: can't think of anything on this now spot. it could be
2: anything from japanese but how much do you know japanese uh,
1: not a lot
2: okay so i'm like yeah you know we we do have these abbreviations these terms that if you're a national a Taiwanese Taiwanese national you're supposed to know I guess I'm a foreigner. (laughs) I I didn't know what AK was. Add ketchup? My goodness. (laughs) I mean, that's totally new for the first time.
1: Yes. um, Let's hope that it does not become a thing. All right. All right. Um, Let me tell you about our next story, which is the Beetle nut. Um, Mm. So uh, for those of you who don't know, for those of you who are not familiar with um, uh, southern Taiwan, I guess, because it's not really a thing in Taipei, I don't think.
2: Um. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're I, grown in the south, right? I, I have betel nut trees.
1: Apparently, they're also imported to Taiwan, which is something oh, yeah. that I, I I learned this morning. Oh. Um Betel nut is a type of nut that comes from uh, grows on a tree. Uh, that is, a, as a food product, or it's not really a food product. We'll get to that in a second. It is then wrapped in a leaf and chewed, as a form of narcotic stimulant stimulant yes Um, for truck drivers especially uh, again this was something that i i had no idea about before i came to taiwan same here i went to the south with some friends and the taxi driver that was taking us from kaohsiung to kanding uh, was chewing betel nut. It was mm-hmm. like 4 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. And my friend told me like, oh, yeah, it's, you know, what, what he's doing. He's high. <laughs> <laughs> and I I didn't know what to think of it. And then we got to Kanding and I actually got to try uh, betel nut. Because you can you can get it on almost Just every corner in the, yeah. su- in the south. Um, I would compare it to having maybe two very strong coffees, like, in a row. It, it really okay. sort of... Picks you up. Um.
2: You actually chewed into it because yes. years ago, Natalie and I, you know, Natalie, our colleague and I, we were hosting a program together, and we tried to, you know, try a betel nut and then to, uh, you know, give our reaction to it. I couldn't bite into it. It you was couldn't. like so fibrous. Like I would say, it's all that husk, you know. It was like so husky. No, I was well,
1: it's supposed <laughs> to be it's supposed to be chewed, right? So, yeah. So I guess that's the that's the. Point. I couldn't
2: even chew into it. Oh, it was like okay. so fibrous. I I just couldn't. I guess I have very weak teeth or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I we we both kind of like tried to chew into it. We made a face and looked at each other, <laughs> and we just spit it out. Mm-hmm. We didn't even get to the bloody part. You gotta explain that.
1: Right. So beetle nut uh, uh, it produces. A red dye or a a Mm. kind of natural dye that, yeah, yeah, juice that dyes your saliva red. So, pretty bad. When you walk around in the south, especially, and you see uh, stains on the sidewalk, like Mm -hmm. red blotches, uh, the the first thing you might think is, oh my God, someone got punched or something, (laughs) they were bleeding. But it turns out it's just people spitting betel nut because you're not supposed to, to swallow, swallow it. 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 It will make you oh. uh, queasy. Um, but it is uh, now um, under fire. Uh, it is a Taiwanese tradition. Uh, but there are advocacy groups that are saying this is harmful. It contributes. It is a car- carcinogen. Yes, it contributes it is. to... Uh, oral, oral cancer. Oral cancer, yeah. Yeah. Which is um, unfortunate uh, seeing how popular it still is. And apparently the average age of a uh, betel nut uh, consumer is dropping. So younger people are <gasps> no. getting into betel nut. Yeah.
2: Well, how, how do you think it tastes?
1: Um, it tastes like... Uh, is it, it minty? No. It's, no. A, it's slightly metallic, Ugh. I would say. Because um, there's
2: tar in it. They added tar. Oh. To to it's, wrap it in the leaf and then you you, you put it in your mouth and chew. Yeah. Wait, they
1: add the tar, oh, or is That's, it naturally yeah, occurring? They, in no, in the, I think oh. they
2: add the tar. Um, oh. By the way, we do have beetle nut beauties. Um, oh. the way, beetle nut beauties. Um, oh. They usually these young ladies, you How know, I should very, have opened with this. <laughs> 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 yeah, they stay in these. Um, they, they they sit in these, you know, glass booths. Okay, along the streets, so that when truck drivers or people want to buy it, they don't have to get out of the car. You know, they have these nut beauties dressed, you know, very scantily or very sexy and show their legs and all that kind of stuff. And, and then they walk up to you, to your window, and, and get you the nut And, you know, yeah, so.
1: They also have a very poetic name, right? They're called uh 冰兰西施, uh, yeah. Xie, is a uh, historical figure Who was one of the Like the four beauties Concubine? In uh, well, I mean they, Okay, beauty Just like canonic uh, Standards <laughs> of beauty There's Xi uh, Shi There's Yang uh, Guifei there's, uh, there's Oh, yes um, uh, Who else? I, 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 I think I can only You're name the two oh, Okay, okay <laughs> After wow, nine so... years of PhD uh, <laughs> In history <laughs> I can name two good of the for four you. <laughs> But that wasn't my occupation To be fair Um but yeah, it is uh so, some-
2: metallic, huh? Yeah. So what they do is that you know, while they're not selling, you know, not, customers not coming by, they're they're there wrapping the the, the nut with the and then and then they put a slab of the tar on it and then wrap the leaf and, and yeah, they you get I don't know how much money. Uh, is it fifty? It's fifty pretty NT cheap. for it's a bag a, a, of five or a, something? Uh,
1: the, the bag usually has more than five. I uh, think. More than five. Ten? It's, it's a small bag around the size of a pack of cigarettes. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's half the price.
2: Oh, right. Okay. So um. it's yeah. around
1: 50. I, I guess for the, there are different varieties and they also yes. advertise like, oh, we have like if you prefer young. Nuts. Then here's. Oh, really? Yeah, you can you can get them at How like would I know? <laughs> different stages okay. of development, I guess. I see. I don't know if it affects the the uh, narcotic effect or just the taste, uh, yeah. making it slightly less uh horrible.
2: But it's really so bad for you. You know, people when they chew it, you know, the whole mouth is all bloody and red. Yeah. And then actually, you know, if you chew too often on this thing, they. They, you, t- you get teeth decay. Yes. You know, you just get a whole mouthful of like, yeah, bad teeth. Your, so it's just not good.
1: Your teeth look horrible. Uh, you might get oral cancer yes. or a whole array of those. Uh, and it, it really, if you do it too much, it will also just make you. Um, feel sick, uh, uh, which is something that I saw with my own eyes. A friend of mine, a Taiwanese friend, oh, a Taiwanese over, friend. <laughs> overdid it. Yeah, oh, overdid it. Um, he see. was very cocky about it, and he was saying things like, ah, oh, we, we used to do it all the time in the army. And then he took like three in a row and then no. and then ended up uh, oh. bent over a oh. fence.
2: <laughs> oh. Okay.
3: So um. Yeah, stay well, away.
1: stay away. Don't do it. All right, um, Shirley, winter is coming. How do you keep warm?
2: Winter is already here. Uh, winter uh, yeah is already I'm, here. I'm, That's true. You know, I'm always afraid of the cold. I'm thin, and I don't know, it's just, just my biological being that I'm always afraid of the cold. But, um, you know, this story that I have, it says that it's a Chinese doctor from the uh, Chinese, this has got a long name, Chinese Traditional Medicine Research and Development Foundation. Mm-hmm. So there are three parts of, uh, on our body that if you keep those parts warm then you can pretty much keep yourself warm the whole winter so mm-hmm. i don't know i know i gave you the link to this story tomas mm-hmm. i don't know if you peeped at it i have
1: i, I read it oh, oh okay the thing. so <laughs> uh
2: you know i agree about it with those three places mm-hmm. on your body so first, let's right. yeah
1: let's tell people what those pl- three places are first
2: one it says is the belly button yes yeah you know and that makes so much sense because i was thinking that made me thinking like in the summertime it's not that cold I mean, of course, and like you know, it gets hot and humid in Taiwan, and you might you probably don't need a blanket, but I would always at least have something on my tummy, mm-hmm. right where my belly button is, um, because sometimes in the middle of the night you can get get a little chilly because you know when you're lying flat, you know your body temperature starts dropping, mm-hmm. and so in the middle of the night, even if it's in a hot you know day in in the wind in, in, in summer, um, you you probably wake up you know feeling a little chilly you know so i always keep something on my tummy okay like a little blanket even it you know so i
1: I guess this piece of advice is more for people who have um um, exposed belly buttons um mine is very firmly enveloped
2: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i do wear pajamas but still you know i mean what like i know somebody some people they sleep, you know, in the summer, they, they sleep maybe topless, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but maybe it's always a good idea to keep, you know, something on your belly button, like keep something on your tummy. You I know?
1: Um, it, I find it very hard to regulate temperature when I'm um, in bed. Um, even in the winter, I need uh, at least like half of my body is usually uncovered or oh, a, a, really? one leg has to stick oh, out from underneath the blanket. I see. I Otherwise, see. Uh, I, I, I get too yeah. hot.
2: All right. Okay, then this other place is shoulders. I think it's talking about mm-hmm. shoulders. Yeah. Which, like, like, look, right now I'm wearing a scarf. See, I mean, what they're saying is that y- you could be wearing a lot of clothes, like layers and layers on top. But without a scarf, you still f- might feel cold. Mm-hmm. And I do. I do feel that way. If I add on a scarf, I feel much warmer. Even if I'm not, like, you know, wearing a coat. Oh, I'm wearing a jacket right now. But, you know, then I, I do feel warm. Mm-hmm. As long as you keep your neck warm, I mean, it's really important. So, it's like, shoulder. Right. Oh, you neck, know what? I totally agree. Neck, um, I totally Shoulders,
1: agree. I tend to have them covered up anyway. Well, I, I
2: tend to think that the neck and the shoulder is, like, pretty much okay, one part thing. of it. Right. But I do, um, you know, um, let me say, I try not to wear sleeveless dresses or shirts mm-hmm. in the summer, even though it does make you cold. But the thing is that when I walk into the air-conditioned room, I will feel very cold and i realized as long as i put a shawl or something over my the upper part of my arm mm-hmm. i would feel much better not as cold and i always found that really like it just puzzled me why is it that the upper part of my the upper part like even if it's like a a little bit of sleeve mm-hmm. on my dress right it makes a whole lot of difference compared to sleeveless dress you know what i mean right yeah that's me i um,
1: don't know um, i <laughs> i mean it's it's skin that is exposed to cold air so yeah
2: but I mean, if I were exposed, like the bottom, the the you know this part of my arm, um, I I feel I, I feel fine. Maybe maybe but we're just. But it's the upper part,
1: right? Well, maybe maybe it's because we're so used to having our hands exposed. Um, I, I guess also I don't know the area might not be that big, so we that, don't lose a lot right. of heat through them.
2: See, that's what I meant. I think there's um, somehow this upper part of the arm is more sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, um, to to cold.
1: Well, what I- the third place Whatever. that you should keep oh, warm according to uh, uh, Chinese medicine is your soul. Your souls, but not your soul. No,
2: but your, bottom of your feet. The
1: bottom of your feet. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
2: you know what? In the winter, actually, I'm always cold. I always get cold hands and cold feet. Mm-hmm. And actually, when it gets really, really cold in the winter, and I've already putting a lot of clothes and pants and everything on, I actually would put one of those. What do you call it? Hand warmers mm-hmm. on my on the bottom of my shoes. Oh, really? I do, especially in the radio station because they always keep it very, very cold. They huh. say because of all the machines here, you know. And um, I do. I actually now what are what are hand warmers? There are these things that there's um, when they're opened, uh-huh. they have come up, come in contact with with. I don't know air, air and yeah. then it Oxygen. would there would have be a, a chemical reaction inside mm-hmm. the bag because there are these beads of stuff, and then it starts getting warm. Yes, and um, there are those that uh, that you can just hold in your hand. They call it hand warmers, or they they have ones where they stick onto your clothes. Oh, okay, you can put them. And you, can just, you don't clothes. have to hold it. So I, they I've can heard just, yeah.
1: that with you have to really watch out with some of them because yeah. you can get burned. Like right, I know. Some of them get really hot.
2: Well, I I, I wear a pair of socks before. And then right. and then okay. put the, the 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 hand warmer. I know you think it's ridiculous, well, but no, really, no, I mean, I'm. I mean. S-
1: I didn't say ridiculous. <laughs> I um, I did burn the the sole of my oh, foot oh. um, once on a beach, and <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll I'll probably prefer to ha- have cold feet. Uh, oh, I mean, speaking literally, not figuratively, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> then uh, burn uh, the sole of my foot because yeah. it is the worst thing in the world. Oh, I, I mean, know. yeah,
2: yeah, that 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 yeah, that can be bad but actually after I put those hand warmers on the bottom of my feet, I was like warm all over. I was like, ah, oh, it was very comforting.
1: All right, let's uh, take a look at our third story. <laughs> and by third, I of course meant four, for yes, those of you keeping keeping, you. <laughs> keeping score at home. Very good, well spotted. So, yeah. um, Shamanism. Um, I know how um how big of a of a part of Taiwanese culture is, that is right now.
2: Well, actually, I don't know, but we're talking about the Zhou uh, mm-hmm. Aboriginal tribe, you know, and it's their shamanism, or um, what's another word for it? Um, shamanism is,
1: I mean, just Ritual, a,
2: ri- religious ritual. Practice no, no, or I,
1: I, it, I don't know if it has another name. It's just shamanism. <laughs> okay. uh-huh. All right,
2: all right. So, um, well, uh, the sad thing is that it's disappearing. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, at, at least you know from the Zhou culture, and and so um, they had a workshop. This is something of the past. They had a workshop, and um, which shamans are known as "joyful" in Zhou in the mm-hmm. Zhou language. And they consider to have the mystical ability to heal illness and, and, you know, and divine the future and give blessings. That's what shamans do, mm-hmm. uh, at least, you know, in the Zoo culture. And so uh, this this community called the Savi- Saviki community in the Jiayi County, which is sort of like southwest, mm-hmm. um, they had long been practicing shamanism, but it's it's vanishing, it's dying. And so they held this workshop, hopefully, that young people would learn, you know, like this uh, dying culture. And basically, they say, for example, um, that Yoyifu, uh, that's the name they call shamans mm-hmm. in the Zou language, um, they no longer present are presented at the annual Mayasvi Festival. Now, what is the Mayasvi Festival? It's uh, apparently a... Um, Um, it reflects historical ties between the various Zhou clans. Uh, Most of his events revolve around the Kuba, which is the tribe's meeting house. They do a Mm -hmm. lot of things around the meeting house, which serves as the main gathering place and spiritual center for men, actually, Mm -hmm. in the tribe. But uh, um, what this festival does, it reinforces the differing roles that men and women play in the tribe to maintain tribal ethics. And so there will be polyphonic choruses singing during the festival um, to keep alive this long-standing heritage of tribal music, literature, and history. And in recent decades, you know, uh, external influences and stuff has resulted in this adopting the Chinese language and lifestyle and customs, so that's why it's dying. And now they hope to use, to revive this festival as a way to commemorate and preserve this traditional culture. And so um, it's very interesting. For example, uh, um, you know this uh, shamanism is a unique so a way of understanding the universe so um and also to cast spells against taboos and things like that and um wait i'm running okay and um and well, the thing is that uh
1: let's it, hope that it yeah. uh gets uh, popular again um sadly right. That is all the time we have oh, okay. today.
2: Well, um, I, want, I want to say one thing, though. They're saying that they actually learn about native plants and the functions in, in, you know, in serving as a protective talisman mm-hmm. within shamanism. All right. All
1: um, right one more aspect of uh, traditional culture that is getting protection in Taiwan. So that's good news.
2: Yeah. Well, it's always very slow, but dig mm-hmm. into it, I guess.
1: All right. Well, um, thank you for joining us and here in Taiwan. Um, once again, I am Tomasz Kopper.
2: And I'm Shirley Lan.
1: And stay tuned for more English programs.
0: Hello there, you've
2: just tuned into to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin of Radio Taiwan International. So a Taiwanese supermarket is helping out with the vaccine rollout. What an innovative idea, right? And now I also know why our Taiwanese American movie director Ang Lee loves Taiwan so much. I'll tell you all about that with those two stories in just a moment. But I'm playing this song here. It's called "两人同行一人免费," um, uh, two people together, one goes for free. Okay, um, and it's by Yang Hong. Why am I playing this song? Because apparently, if you go to the supermarket to get a vaccine, um, you get some, you get giveaways. Yeah, get giveaways. Okay, here we go.
0: You like 两人偷信一人免费
2: So that was 两人同行,一人免费, which means two, uh, go as two people and one gets free, gets in free. That's by Yang Hong. You're listening to Jubal's Republic. I'm Shirley Lin at Radio Taiwan International. Why did I play that song? Well, uh, there's a supermarket chain in Taiwan that's offering to give uh, COVID-19 vaccine shots. And if you do that at their store, any of their stores, then you get a giveaway or to give you a discount on something, whatever. So Taiwan is really into convenience, isn't it? I mean, in this case, it must be that there are people who are finding it difficult to take time off from work to get vaccinated during the day. Well, here's PX Mart here to help. PX Mart is a a growing supermarket chain in Taiwan. In fact, they just just, uh, merged, not merged. They just um, they just bought up another chain, actually. And I just for a second, I've already forgot what it was, which one it was. I remember now it's Da and Fa. That's another um, supermarket chain, which I, you know, I hardly ever go. Anyway, so Taiwan is considering a nighttime vaccination and PX Mart could become those evening, you know, um, vaccine sites. 174 of them, island-wide. Well, don't get me wrong. There are hospitals offering nighttime jabs, but only just recently, apparently, just last week, these hospitals opened up for evening jabs. They're doing that also to help boost the vaccine coverage. Right now, only 78% of Taiwan's 23 million population received one shot, and only 58% received two shots. I got two, shorts, uh, two shots yes i'm already supposedly fully vaccinated so those who want to get vaccinated in the evenings can do so by making reservations through government hotline or contact the hospitals directly that does that um, so it was pxmart the company itself that reached out to the central epidemic command center about offering the service you know to open up their store space for uh, vaccinations I mean, that's very thoughtful. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of trying to imagine what it's like to get a shot, um, you know, get a vaccine at a supermarket. I mean, really? Well, we do have a small, very small PX Mart downstairs from where I live. I don't suppose that branch will offer the service because there's just simply no space. But would it be hygienic enough? That's my question. Of course, it's still in the talks, okay? The health ministry is trying to assess the feasibility of doing that. I'm thinking like maybe there are other facilities that are more appropriate maybe, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, at a supermarket, you're, you're getting a shot there in the midst of cabbages and fruit and all the meat counters and ice creams. No, it's just kind of weird trying to picture myself, you know, getting a shot inside a supermarket. But what about banks? Right. Or department stores. Malls. Yes, malls. Why not? They're definitely more spacious. You know, they're, they're, they've got these long walkways, uh, uh, you know. Um, anyway, that's probably a better place to give shots. Well, PXmart said if the government is willing to use this space for vaccination stations, then they will offer giveaways to people who get inoculated at their stores. How nice, right? I wonder what kind of things I would get from PXmart. Oh, I know. They have these great desserts, including chocolate mousse cake. Um, mm, I love chocolate. I love, but not just any kind of chocolate cake. And, oh, okay, first of all, I love dark chocolate. That's about it. And then um, if it's chocolate cake, I only like chocolate mousse cake, the moist ones, you know. Or maybe they can give away Hagen dazs ice cream. They have their respective, you know, refrigerators of Haagen-Dazs ice cream inside these stores. I know they can always give away kitchen wares because they have these kitchen, I mean, these um, events where they, uh, where you, you know, you accumulate points for purchasing anything from the store and then you accumulate like, Thirty to fifty to eighty points, and then you exchange it for one of these brand name, kind of very expensive kind of foreign kitchenwares, um, which you actually have to add cash on top of the accumulated points. So I find them very expensive, and maybe too expensive for my liking. But um, unless I really need any of those, you know, utensils, uh, I wouldn't spend that kind of money on those expensive but really nice kitchenwares. I would say. I did get two cereal bowls once for a bit of cash on top of something like maybe 50 points or 80 points. I remember. I don't remember. But, um, I mean, it's nice if they, you know, uh, if they have these kitchenwares as giveaways. But anyway, even if it's just like one bowl for a vaccine, why not, right? I have another song about giveaway or free. Uh, this one is Dai. It means free... Learning Tape Learning Videos by Jay Zhou
3: Hey,老板. Hey, you you Rogan shang, yaw, beyond so 没关系再买一把吉他 I Oh you
2: want to talk about my favorite movie director, Ang Lee. He was just here in Taiwan because we just had the Golden Horse Awards, which is like equal to the Oscars in America. He was leading the jury, you know, for, you know, uh, naming the awards. But um, I guess before he went back to the States, he was presented the Presidential Culture Award from our president Tsai Ing-wen. And the next part is what I love even more about Ang Lee. He said he's proud to be a product of Taiwan's culture. He's such a humble guy. The article in Focus Taiwan said he's the only Mandarin-speaking director to have won top international film awards like the Academy, the British Academy Film Awards, and the Golden Globe Awards. An Lee said in his acceptance speech of uh, this culture award from President Tsai um, that culture is a collection of life memories and faith jointly nourished by a group of people with love and tolerance that lives on from generation to generation. I'm quoting from Focus Taiwan. How about we break for a song here? Like Mr. Nice Guy? I mean, there's a song called Lao Hao Ren. It means Old Nice Guy, but it's translated into Nice Guy, and it's by Cui Shu. So let's have a listen to that.
4: 有回报，只图你记得我好。我不和你计较，只盼你也不太计较。我不会客套，不会算谁多谁少。我什么都不要，但求满足你的需要。这位先生名字叫好好在一角放棄尋找所以别那么吵对每个人好
2: So Ang Lee was born in Pingtung, Southern Taiwan, and he grew up partly in Hualien. That's where I was born. He said Tainan in Southern Taiwan also played a role in his upbringing. In fact, he still has Tainan as his place of household registration. He said he remember that the vice president then always sent flowers and cakes to his mom on her birthdays every year. He said that's very typical of the Tainan culture. He said he's so proud that he grew up there. He also thanked for the opportunity to have studied in Taipei. Uh, he said studying in Taipei broadened his vision to experience a diverse and open environment. And then he was in Kaohsiung, southern Taiwan again, for compulsory military service. Then he went to the States. He said he, he's, you know, he's a typical mixture of diverse cultures. But deep in his heart, he said he knows that his roots are what Taiwan has made him. He said he strives to make films of different cultural backgrounds. Hmm. I can. Re- I can really see that. I mean, you know, with Brokeback Mountain, and then the Hulk, and then um, yeah, all all those movies. Anyway, great. He said uh, he's proud to be a product of town's culture, and that he will continue to do his best to make it stronger, more resilient, multifaceted, and free. I mean, he's been. You know, he, he was born in one place and then he grew up in another place and he had he served his military service, you know, in, in another place. He's been all over Taiwan and no one he loves Taiwan, you know, literally he's lived everywhere on the Taiwan Island. Um, anyway, I, 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 I like this guy and I like him even more now. He really, really loves Taiwan and is always encouraging other filmmakers to make movies in Taiwan. He's just such a humble guy to the point that he's almost like shy and cute. Do you know what I mean? He's so soft-spoken. Oh, I wonder if I will ever get to meet him in person. I really wonder. I mean, I might've talked about this before, but um, years ago, I actually got the number of his right-hand guy and I was calling him up on the mobile phone. And well, he turned down my offer to interview, you know, Anne Lee. But honestly, I mean, seriously, I almost felt like Ang Lee was right there beside him as I was talking to this guy on the phone. And this was when Ang Lee was shooting some movie here in Taiwan. Yeah, so close, right? Well, anyway, that's it for Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and I do have one last song for you. Another song about Mr. Nice Guy. This is by Miss Nan Taiwan, Miss Southern Taiwan, Hao Ren, Nice Guy. It's in the local town is language have a listen
5: For tuning in to radio taiwan international taiwan's national broadcaster we hope you enjoyed our programs you can catch all of our latest news audio and video features on our website at en.rti.org.tw again go to our website en.rti.org.tw for engaging news videos and programs about taiwan if you like to hang out on social media rti is there too our Facebook URL is Radio Taiwan International. And you can watch our engaging video features, including the weekly news magazine program Taiwan Insider, on our YouTube channel, RTI English. Again, our YouTube channel is RTI English. For those who enjoy the Twitter sphere, our handle for Taiwan Insider is at Taiwan Insider. For RTI English, it's at... Radio Taiwan underscore ENG, And if you'd like to enjoy us on your smartphone, just download our app, RTI to Go. That's one of the best ways to enjoy all our news, videos, and programs. That's RTI to Go. If you're a shortwave listener, we have two channels in Asia. For South Asia, tune into 6100 kHz from 1600 to 1700 UTC. To Southeast Asia, you can hear us on 15320 kHz from 0300 to 0400 UTC. We would love to know what you think of our programs. Email us at english at rti.org.tw. Thank you again for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International.